It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. Ah, made it to a Friday. Welcome in. Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio. It is Friday, November 4th, football Friday. One of the last football Fridays of the year. Oh, it goes so quickly. College basketball going to take over in this area. Cards are five and three. The Cats are five and three. The the Hoosiers are help me, Scooter, three and five. I think that sounds right. That sounds about right. College basketball about to take over. Exhibition season ended yesterday. Around here, Kentucky and Indiana will play games for real on Monday. Louisville will play a game for real on Wednesday. And Football Friday, I'm still going to make it a thing, but uh, it's not as football-y, is that a word, as it used to be. Eminem Cartage Hotline is open, 502-384-1450 to join in on the conversation, 384-1450. Or you can hit me up on the Thornton's text line, as always, 502-414-1450. How about a free breakfast at Thornton's right now? You can get a free sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit. Yum. Bacon, egg, and cheese croissant. Yum. Or a steak and egg burrito, along with any fountain drink, tea, or fizz freeze, or 20-ounce bottle soda when you become a new Refreshing Rewards member. Simply download the app, register for Refreshing Rewards, earn your free breakfast on Thornton's. And again, you can do that by downloading the Refreshing Reward, the Thornton's app, and become a Refreshing Rewards member. I'm salivating over here. Steak and egg burrito? I'm in. You ever had one? Uh, no. Should oh, I? They are, yeah, they're awesome. So I should stop at Thornton's on the way home. Well, I don't know that they'll have them available, but... Why wouldn't they be available? I just read a promo for them. Because it's a breakfast food. But they do have awesome uh, buffalo chicken wraps that you should get. See, why do you depress me on a Friday? <laughs> I got steak and, steak and egg burrito... I'm fired up. You tell me to stop and get one. I should stop and get one. I tell you I'm going to stop and get one. Oh, well, they, they're probably going to don't have them at that time of day. Got to wake up earlier, John. Can we start the show over? Because <laughs> now I'm depressed. No, I'm not. It's Friday. It's football Friday. Don't forget high school football and the Big X tonight. Tecumseh and Providence round two. Am I right on that, Scooter? Uh, no. Round three of the playoffs. They didn't match up this year. Round three or round two? Uh, it's round three. Sectional championship. Sectional championship. Tecumseh and Providence. Scooter not going to be there. No. He's got other things to do tonight, so Brent Hesse will bring you the action. 7.30 kickoff, 7.20 pregame right here on the Big X. Tecumseh and the Pioneers of Providence in sectional championship action tonight. Indiana football tomorrow. The uh, Hoosiers Hosting Penn State tomorrow, the 15th-ranked team. These rankings now I'm going to use. I've been using the Associated Press all year. Now i got to use the college football playoff rankings. They're different because Tennessee's number one in the CFP, but Georgia's number one in the AP. So I'm committed now to the college football playoff rankings because really they're the only ones that mean anything. Indiana football tomorrow. 3.30 kickoff against Penn State. The Nittany Lions are 14-point favorites. Don Fisher will bring you all the action right here on the Big X tomorrow, beginning with the pregame at approximately 2.30, and that is a guess. 
Uh, I'll talk a little NBA today. Kyrie Irving finally apologizes. Maybe a, too little too late here. He's suspended for five games by the Nets. We'll get to that. Exhibition season, as I mentioned, ended yesterday. Indiana, Kentucky, easy wins. Louisville struggled again, but they did get a win last night against Chaminade. We'll talk about that. Uh, NFL, the Eagles are 8-0, and according to the metrics, they have the easiest schedule remaining in the NFL. They're 8-0. I looked at the schedule. The next three are Washington at Indianapolis and Green Bay at home on a Sunday night. All under 500. Well, I think I take it back. Washington's 4-4. Four and four. But everybody else under 500. It looks like Christmas Eve at Dallas is the toughest game remaining on the Eagles' schedule. You just said Washington, Indy, and Green Bay. Who would have thought Washington had the best record out of oh, those three? Are you not kidding this me? This time on of that? the year. Jeez. <laughs> Green Bay train wreck. Aaron Rodgers, he's getting some more ayahuasca somewhere and <laughs> enjoying his life. And the Colts, well, they don't have a quarterback. Uh, I'm surprised they still have a coach. So we'll see what happens. But Philly beats Houston last night in Houston 29 to 17. Uh, Eagles are 8 0. The Texans are 1 6 1. That game was 14 all at the half. Uh, I did I did take the Texans last night in the 13 and a half, so I, bar- I covered, but uh, barely a win is still a win in my book, so I'll take it. Six-pack coming up, unsponsored six-pack. I kind of hinted a, a few of the games I liked when Tony Burke was in studio on Wednesday. I, I'm all about the upsets this weekend, and this seems to happen every year. The college football playoff rankings come out. Teams are happy. Teams are upset. Fans are up in arms. How how in the world can we not be in the top four? Other fans, can you believe we're in the top four? Michigan's not happy. TCU's not happy. Clemson fan is ecstatic right now because they're top four and they do not have a difficult schedule. But here's what happens. First of all, it works itself out. Ohio State's going to play Michigan. Tennessee's going to play Georgia tomorrow. Conference championship games are going to go a long way in who de- deciding who the Final Four actually are. But the weekend after the first rankings come out, and I didn't do any research on this because, I, you know, let's be honest, I don't want to do any research. I don't make enough money to do any research. <laughs> I'm retired. But it feels like there are crazy upsets immediately, immediately after these the first playoff rankings are released. So you got Tennessee number one, Ohio State number two, Georgia number three, Clemson number four, followed by Michigan, one loss Alabama, and then undefeated and angry TCU. So who gets knocked off? Because I would put a week's pay, and again, I'm retired, so that's not much, on somebody in the top six to get knocked off this weekend. I'm putting up a week's pay here. Scooter, pie to the face? No. Tennessee's at Georgia. Now, obviously, one of the top six is going to lose there. One of them's number one, one of them's number three. I was trying to trying to get you there, trying to trick you. You're you're pretty you're pretty sharp. I got a I got a bad story about a pie to the face. I'll tell you all. All right. Ohio State's at Northwestern. That's a thirty eight point spread, by the way. I don't think the Buckeyes are gonna lose. Clemson at Notre Dame, maybe. Michigan at Rutgers. Question mark? Michigan's 26. They've been great. 
this is the kind of game that you shake your head, you scratch your head at halftime at seven to six, and you go, "What's going on?" Alabama at tenth ranked LSU night game in Death Valley. So we'll go over all of those. I'll give you the uh, unsponsored six pack. I know that's what Buck in Iroquois Park is waiting on. He's got his got his iPhone out. He's got his notes app pulled up. Just going to start typing teams in when I start giving them out. We start with the World Series. Two days ago, it was, boy, this Philly team, these Phillies are a team of destiny. Eh, not so fast. Three to two last night, Houston with the win. Jeremy Pena had a homer. He knocked in a run in the first inning as well. And Houston, all of a sudden, going back home for the next two, if need be, has a 3-2 series lead. Justin Verlander, who had been awful, the word is awful, in World Series appearances, Prior to last night, eight starts, 0-6 with a 6.07 ERA. Now that includes his time as a rookie in Detroit when the Tigers went to the World Series. Now, how old is Justin Verlander? He pitched for the Tigers when they were in the World Series. That means you're old. He's 39. He got his first ever World Series win last night. Gave up a leadoff home run to Kyle Schwarber. It would have been really easy for Justin Verlander to just go, here we go again. Something happens to me in the World Series, and I can't get my breaking ball over, and teams kill me. Two defensive gems late in the game. Trey Mancini, who came over at the trade deadline from Baltimore, cancer survivor, was inserted at first base because Yuri Gurriel, the first baseman, got hurt in a rundown a couple innings earlier. He's not supposed to be playing first. He's a DH. He wasn't in the lineup at all last night. And here he is playing first, first and third. Schwarber hits an absolute rocket. And somehow, right at the base, Mancini gloves it and steps on first for the third out of the inning. And then in the ninth inning, one out, nobody on. JT Riamuto, I think it might have been Hoskins, hits a long drive to right center. And Chaz McCormick goes back, goes up. Good good uh, hops and snares it off the wall. So good defense, good pitching. This is the Astros. And here we are. They're one game away from giving Dusty Baker his first World Series title in 25 managerial years. He's been to the World Series twice. Third time here might be the charm. By the way, Jeremy Pena, the first rookie shortstop in World Series history to hit a homer. Um, did not know that. Thank you for doing research. Oh, yeah. The Astros have been the best team. No, uh, no apologies to the Dodgers here. Dodgers were in a, a worse division. They did win 111 games. But the Astros won 106. In my opinion, because of pitching, the Astros were the best team in baseball this year. Best team doesn't always win. Braves won last year. They weren't the best team. No offense to my Braves fans listening. And you know who you are. But when Houston had to take care of business, game four, game five, in a hostile environment, great Philadelphia crowd, they have taken care of business. They just have. Game six will be Saturday. I was mistaken. I thought there was no travel day, but there is. Travel day today. Because of the rain out, everything got pushed back a day. So it'll be a Saturday-Sunday World Series finish 
weather will not be a factor in Houston, as it was in Philadelphia. Zach Wheeler for the Phillies to try to stave off elimination tomorrow night. Framber Valdez, one of that those great pitchers in the rotation, will start for Houston 8:03 on Fox tomorrow night. Any chance the Phillies uh, do any damage, Justin? I could see them winning one more, but that that's it. They won the game one, but they were down five nothing in game one to Verlander. They had no business winning game one. This series, to be honest, should be over. They had no business. They're the sixth seed in the National League. Hey, consolation prize, thanks for playing. Great, great finish to a season. You were 22-29 and 29 at one point when you fired your manager, Joe Girardi. And they had no aspirations at the time to get to the World Series. I'm pulling for Philadelphia because I'm, I'm a big Bryce Harper fan. He lays it on the line. I think he's a team player. He does everything he can to win. Great appears to be and seems to be, by all accounts, a great teammate. And a guy like that doesn't have to be. Look at A-Rod. He was not a great teammate. Bryce Harper, all accounts, great teammate. I pull for the Phillies. I pull for Schwarber. In the IU guy, I'm a Cub fan. He helped the Cubs win a World Series. I pull for Schwarber. The only reason that I would like to see Houston win the World Series is Dusty Baker. He, co- he managed the Cubs. He was the manager when Bartman went over and uh, didn't go over the fence. I should take that back. He didn't allow Moises Alou to catch the fly ball in foul territory, in the stands. And everything unraveled for the Cubs in that National League Championship Series. He was the manager of the Reds for a long time. He did the best with what the Reds usually give you, not much. He took the Giants to the 2002 World Series against the Angels, had a five-run lead in an elimination game for the Angels. They couldn't hang on to win the World Series, and the Angels won it in seven. He he managed the Astros last year against Atlanta. Lost the World Series. Dusty Baker's a lifer. He's probably a Hall of Famer. A World Championship puts him in the Hall of Fame. It makes it a no-doubter. I don't think it's a doubt anyway, but if there is any doubt, a Hall, a World Series championship would put Dusty Baker in the Hall of Fame. I'm just hoping the Phillies are able to force Game 7 so we can get one more sports equinox. Sunday night, uh, 8.03, going against Sunday night football? Yikes. Question mark? Who is Sunday night football this week? Ooh. Baltimore and Tampa, I think. That sounds right. No, that's Monday. Tennessee and Kansas City, Sunday night football. Yeah, it's going to be hard to beat. Yeah. NFL doesn't lose these matchups. That's why this particular World Series, you had a schedule of a off day in the, the World Series ending Saturday, basically, because they don't want to go up against Sunday night football. What if it? They what? don't want to go up against Monday night football, but they did this past week. And it didn't go well. They won't do it. Twice. But what if it goes to seven and they opt to start it at four instead and try to compete against Tampa Bay and yeah, Tampa playing? Bay and the Rams yeah. are the big game at does, four. Does five. the World Series draw more viewers no, than that? No. no. NFL is going to win every time. Yeah, I agree. Every time. Now, I long for the day, grumpy old man comes out again, where we have one or two day games during the World Series. 
It doesn't have to be one o'clock in the afternoon. Wait till the kids are out of school. Make it four o'clock. Yeah. Make it four thirty. Have afternoon games where young people who don't know anything about baseball and aren't baseball, maybe they can watch it and maybe they can get in, interested in the game of baseball. Baseball has lost the youth of America. Nobody watches anymore. And they're doing the best they can to change that. You're going to have a pitch clock next year. You're going to get rid of the shift next year. You're going to have bigger bases, which encourages stolen bases. They're trying to make the game more exciting. This year, you you know, you had the runner, at least during the regular season, you had the ghost runner on second base in extra innings. Replay kills all sports. Now, it makes the calls right, but it kills the momentum in all sports. We saw it again last night in the Houston-Philadelphia um, football game. All right, let's take a break. I know you're waiting for that six-pack scooter. <laughs> I know you can't wait. I got my pen ready. I'm jacked up about it this week. <laughs> I'm feeling really good about it this week, which means bet against you. Bet against me. We'll take a break. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back. Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cardiff. John Spears in studio. Scooter Dingus on the other side of the glass, chiming in occasionally when I turn his microphone on. Actually, he's in charge of all the microphones, so really... I can take over the show if I want. If he didn't want me to talk, it would be really easy. (laughs) Eminem Cardiff hotline is open, 502-384-1450 to join in on the conversation. 384-1450, Thornton's text line as well. You can hit me up with a text at 502-414-1450. Texter says, John, this Louisville team is bad. Ellis is not a point guard. Our big men are completely lost. What has Kenny been doing? I'm not blaming Kenny here. It is hard. And they made a point yesterday or the day before. I think it was yesterday. It was yesterday during the entire IARP thing. When you are being recruited against and you are – under NCAA investigation that's gone on for five years, teams, other teams use that against you in recruiting. They should. I would do the same thing. If I was recruiting against Louisville three days ago, I would tell us recruit, hey, the hammer could be coming down on them any day. They could get a postseason ban, might not be eligible to play in the ACC tournament. Come here, you'll play – And you'll play for something. Kenny Payne said yesterday after the game, last night, hey, just glad it's over. Now we can get back to moving this program, getting it back to where Louisville's supposed to be. I hope that can happen. NIL is the key anymore. And there should be plenty of NIL money in the city of Louisville. It is a large metropolis as far as college basketball towns go. So there should be plenty of NIL opportunities. We've already seen it in football. Scott Satterfield has the best recruiting class in Louisville history by the numbers coming in. And part of that is name, image, and likeness. These guys are going to have opportunities to make some green while they're playing college football. 
College basketball in Louisville should be the same, if not if not better. There is more support for Louisville basketball than there ever has been for Louisville football. That's why it's a basketball school. Same for Kentucky. Same for Indiana. You can win 10 games in football. Doesn't mean you're a football school. I'm tired of making this argument. People want to argue with me. Ah, Mark Stoops, blah, blah, blah. Okay, great. Where are you now? You're five and three, and all anybody wants to talk about was the big win over Kentucky State last night. You got a road game at Missouri that you need desperately tomorrow. Kentucky basketball fan couldn't care less. Yeah, they'll yeah, we'll turn it on. It's on the SEC. That's noon. I don't know. I got to go to the grocery. It's a noon game. I'll check it out in the second quarter, see how they're doing. Guess what Kentucky fans going to be doing Monday night at 6.30? They will put all their plans on hold for two hours because Howard is coming to Rupp Arena. That's just the way it is. And I'm fine with it. And I don't blame Kenny Payne. I don't blame Kenny. These are not Kenny Payne's players. These are Chris Mack's players. That is a fact. Louisville 80, Chaminade 73 last night. So the cards go one and one in their exhibition season. They will open Wednesday night, 9 o'clock on ACC Network against the Bellarmine Knights. Oh, my. Scooter, can you imagine the Knights going into the Yum Center and knocking off the cards. It's a lot easier to imagine <laughs> these days. I definitely can imagine. And not only imagine, I, I hope it happens. Just Not not because I want to see Louisville down, but that, I, yeah, I, it would be a cool moment for no, Bellarmine. You're mean-spirited. No, it, it would just be cool for Bellarmine. It would be cool for Bellarmine and Scotty Davenport. Let me see if there's uh, – because they're an Atlantic Sun team, so they are, uh, you know – you're going to have spreads on Bellarmine games. I look now, I do not see a spread as of yet. There will be a spread on this game. What do you make the spread Bellarmine at Louisville? Louisville's got to be seven or eight. I was going to say five. Seven or eight's probably closer. I find it fascinating to see what the spread's going to be. Louisville and Bellarmine on Wednesday night. L. Ellis, 28 points last night. I agree he's not a point guard, but I saw him do it a couple times last year. He did it at Tallahassee Community College. When that dude gets hot, it's a, it's microwave. It's Vinny Johnson of the Detroit Pistons back in the 80s. You, you know, you can't guard him. You can't guard him. Now, when he's cold, he's ice cold. And you take him out of the game and you say, hey, let's settle down watch for a little while. But, man, when he's hot, you just say, dude, do whatever you want. We've seen it. Time and time again from him. He had 28. The next leading score, J.J. Trainer had 12. Uh, not a lot of balance there. And, again, the cards led at halftime. Pretty good, pretty nice little lead there. You felt good. And then they go on a dry spell in the second half. And um, Chaminade had, a, I think, a double-digit lead in the second half before the cards came back and won it. Incredible. Scary if you're a Louisville fan. This is not going to be a uh, – Banner year for Louisville basketball, apparently. Kentucky beats Kentucky State 111-53. to 
most of the conversation after the game was about Damian Collins' father passing away suddenly. Collins did not play last night. Neither did Oscar Shibway. Neither did Severe Wheeler. The uh, Cats took care of business. It was sort of a somber mood at Rupp Arena last night. Kentucky will now focus on the regular season. As I mentioned, they take on the Howard Bison 6:30 SEC Network on Monday. Kentucky is a 28 and a half point favorite in that game. I'll take that all day. And to- you'll take the points or give the points. I'll give the points. All right. Antonio Reeves had 23 last night. Jacob Toppin, 21. Kentucky was 12 of 26 from long range last night. So, C.J. Frederick, Antonio Reeves, if you get one other guy that's hitting threes, this, this could be a dangerous offensive team. Now, they hang their, they're going to hang their hat on defense, uh, especially early in the season because they're young. Shibway nursing the injury. Apparently, according to Kyle Tucker, the athletic, he's been cleared Calipari said last night he won't play Monday against Howard. He might play the following game Friday. Uh, He'll definitely be ready when they go to the Champions Classic in Indianapolis and play Michigan State. Right now, they're just being really careful with Shibway. Severe Wheeler's another matter. He's got that knee, banged-up knee, twisted knee, whatever you want to call it. Cal acts like he's going to be fine, but we've heard all these things before from John Calipari. Oh, he's good. You know, it's not as bad as we thought, and then – Four weeks later, you wonder why a guy's still not playing. Uh, Wheeler did not play, as I mentioned, last night. We talked about the Bellarmine-Louisville spread. What do you make the Louisville-Kentucky spread with what you've seen so far? <sighs> Rupp Arena, I think. I could be wrong about that. Let's say it is. Um, 14, 15. That's it? Well, it'll be high. It depends what happens in the first couple few weeks of the season. It's a rivalry game. I mean, I'm trying to be nice here, to be honest. <laughs> I'm trying to be nice because if Oscar plays and Severe Wheeler plays, you know, how do you stop them and how do you score against this team? Mm-hmm. That's what Louisville's trouble is going to be scoring a basketball. Uh, and we saw it last night. They went through that drought in the second half where they just could not score. Indiana beat St. Francis last night, 104 to 59. TJD with 19 points and nine rebounds. That's Trace Jackson Davis for those of you that aren't in the know. Malik Renault, the freshman, 15. Jalen Hood Shafino, the freshman, 15. Very balanced attack. Mike Woodson said after the game, I, I got a lot of guys I wish I could play 30 minutes, but I can't because there's not enough time in the game to play all the guys 30 minutes. But Indiana ranked in the top 15. Um, excite, excitement in Bloomington. And you're you're an IU fan, Scooter, oh, for yeah. the first time in quite a quite a long time. A lot of excitement for this team, who is one of the favorites to win the Big Ten. Yeah, probably since 2013, there hasn't been this much excitement. That's a, that's a, is that officially a drought, or does it have to be ten years? I'd say it's a drought. It feels like a drought. It's a it's a drought. Moorhead State, the uh, Kentucky team, comes to Bloomington on Monday. 7 o'clock on a network I don't know I can find, Big Ten Plus. Uh, but I, I think if you're an IU fan, you're you're cautiously, cautiously excited. Trace Jackson Davis coming back, huge. Absolutely huge. I mean, he's a first-team All-American, All-American in most books. Can he get enough help? Tamar Bates is a guy that Mike Woodson seems to be extremely excited about, his consistency so far in the preseason. Um Who's the other big man? Uh, his name escapes me. Race Thompson. Race Thompson coming back again. That's 
that's big. He's a bruiser. He's going to go to the glass for you, and he's going to provide rebounds and and uh, some physical physicality and physical defense. Uh, here's where I get in trouble. I liked Indiana last year in the preseason. Same. I liked them. I thought Trace Jackson Davis was going to light it up. Uh, Xavier Johnson, I said last year, as Xavier Johnson goes, this team will go. Well, I was half right, half wrong, because he would have really good games and they didn't win. He would have some bad games, and somehow they would figure out a way to win. Um, I'm not on that boat anymore as far as him being the difference maker. I think it's a collaborative effort, but I do like the pieces that Mike Woodson's put together for this year's team. They have a ton more depth this year than they did last oh, year, which it, will go a long night and way. Day. Yeah. It is night and day. And the freshmen that he's brought in, mm-hmm. they're they're going to contribute quickly. The the um curse is when you do have 10 guys that you want to play 30 minutes. Now you got to figure out which ones are good that night. You got to say in the first 8 minutes of a game Okay, this guy's going to get 35 minutes tonight, but this guy, he's just not there mentally right now. I'm going to, you know, he'll, he'll get 10 minutes. He'll get eight minutes. And each, each game's going to be different. And you're going to have to figure out, other than Thompson and, and, and Jackson Davis and Xavier Johnson, who are those other two spots? Who's going to fill those other two spots? I mean, I would argue that Jalen Huchafino, he will play more minutes than Xavier Johnson this year. You think so? More more than yeah. the than the veteran. I do. He's I mean, it just his talent alone and skill set. Yeah. I, he, I think it depends what you need. Yeah. It, do I need does. do I It'll need leadership out there in this game? That I'm gonna put Xavier Johnson in there because he has been through the through the wars. They'll play beside each other more times than not. Freshmen are still freshmen. I say it every year. Freshmen are still freshmen. And you can be a guy that's gonna be a one and done. Look at a guy like Tyrese Maxey of Kentucky. Great athlete. Look what he's doing with the Sixers right now. He is He's an all-star caliber guard. When he played the one-year Kentucky, he had good days. He had bad days. When he was a when he went to pro Kentucky fan, like they do with a lot of these one-and-done, say, well, you know, that's a mistake. He should stay another year. He's going pro, and he's not going to make – and he tore the league up because you grow up. You mature. And – Freshmen, when they come in, I don't care who you are and I don't care what kind of metrics you're looking at or what kind of film you're looking at, you don't know exactly what you're going to get until you put them on the court. And I like this freshman class in Bloomington. Is the Big Ten down or is Indiana just, I don't want to say back because it's one year, but are they kind of back? Or is the Big Ten down? Kind of back, yeah. No, I think the Big Ten is going to be in just fine. I mean, it may, it may be a little down. Michigan but. should be good again. Mm-hmm. Michigan State's Ohio always going to be Michigan State. Buckeyes got some talent. I don't know about like the Northwest teams, like the Minnesotas, Wisconsin's, Iowa's. I don't know what kind of shape they're in. I never know how Wisconsin's good, and that's <laughs> is that a shot at Wisconsin? Yeah, yes. I think it might be. <laughs> Texter says tried to call, but the guy won't answer. I haven't seen it blinking. Agree about recruiting, but KP should have gotten another guard. Even Mac got Christian Cunningham and Carly Jones. Okay, all right. Card fans, they're a special breed. Or should I say we're a special breed? No, I probably shouldn't say that. They're a special breed. Because now that the IARP thing is over, even though you lost 
an exhibition game to a team nobody ever heard of, and you almost lost to Chaminade. Boy, it's such a relief. There's just a an air of, oh, we can play loose again. We It's not hanging over our heads anymore. So now, well, you know, even Matt got Christian Cunningham and Carly Jones. Okay, take it easy. Kenny Payne will do fine. Mm-hmm. He's got a great staff with him. When you say Nolan Smith in there, you throw Danny Manning in there, he's got a great staff that will get the job done. It's just not going to be this year. They're just not talented enough this season. All right, we'll take a break. Back to football. We'll check on uh, all the college games, a little NFL talk as well, and the unsponsored six-pack right after the break. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back. Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Last chance on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Get your text into the show at that number. And don't forget, early tomorrow morning, head to Thornton's and get your uh, free breakfast. First, you have to become a new Refreshing Rewards member. Get on the Thornton's app. Become a new Refreshing Rewards member immediately. Download the app. Register for Refreshing Rewards. Earn a free breakfast on Thornton's. You can get a free sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit or a bacon, egg, and cheese croissant, or a steak and egg burrito. Also, fountain drink, a tea, fizz freeze, or 20-ounce bottle soda. All free, free breakfast, and apparently, and I don't know this, apparently after 1 o'clock I'm not allowed to go get a steak and egg burrito, according to Scooter Dingus. They might still have some out. I just I would imagine they have transitioned to the lunch menu at this point. So, it's like going to the theater and getting one of those. If I get a steak and egg burrito... At 2 o'clock, it's like going to the theater and getting a hot dog that's been rolling on that thing for like three days. Pretty much. Okay. So get up early, get to Thornton's, get your free breakfast, download the app, become a new Refreshing Rewards member, and and load up on that free breakfast at Thornton's. For what it's worth, I would take my chances with the 2 o'clock steak and egg burrito from Thornton's first. Other than the hot dog rolling around on that. What is that thing called even? Hot dog roller. That does make sense. All right, the uh, unsponsored six-pack is uh, its here. It's time. Ah, he didn't forget. There's the drum roll. Six games, three college, three pro. Just under 500 for the year after last week's two and four performance. Don't forget Tony Burke's lock of the week, Oklahoma State. Uh, They are a one-point, I want to say, favorite. He gave it a two. Yeah, when I'm changing it. If it changes, you get the change on Friday. Wow. So I'm going to give them a break here. Oklahoma State is a one-point underdog at Kansas. Didn't he like a minus two? I think he might have. But I'm going to give him the point here. I'm going to give him Oklahoma State and the point against the Kansas Jayhawks in Lawrence on Saturday. All right, here's the uh, six-pack. Let's start with a noon game. I mentioned earlier that the college football playoff first rankings come out and mayhem ensues that following weekend. This is that weekend. TCU is unhappy. They are not happy. They're 8-0 against a difficult schedule, yet they're ranked 7th in the first college football playoff rankings. 
Now, I understand things will change. Ohio State, Michigan, one of them has to lose. Tennessee, Georgia, one of them has to lose. Tennessee or Georgia against Alabama in the SEC championship game, one of them has to lose. TCU should have an opportunity to move up if they continue to win. And if they want to continue to win, they got to take care of business this weekend at home against Texas Tech. A noon game, eight and a half is the number. Texas Tech was good early in the year. They haven't been good the middle of the year. And it feels like they might get worse. Uh, that game's on Fox tomorrow. I'm taking TCU and giving the eight and a half to the Red Raiders. 330 Tennessee and Georgia. CBS, it's a dangerous game to play. All the money in Vegas is on Tennessee. Tennessee bookmakers, Tennessee casinos have, or uh, Vegas casinos have said out loud, if Tennessee covers, we are going to take a bath on this game. This will be our biggest loss of the season by far. That makes me want to take Georgia, but I'm not going to. <laughs> I'm on the Tennessee bandwagon for better or for worse. I thought they would beat Alabama. They did. I think they're going to beat Georgia outright, but I am not silly. I'm going to take the eight points and the Tennessee Vols against the Bulldogs. 3.30 on CBS. Finally, night game in South Bend. You don't see those very often. Clemson, ranked fourth in the college football playoff, comes in undefeated 8-0. Notre Dame looked like one of the worst teams in college football when they lost at home to Stanford three weeks ago. Since then, they have changed a little bit. They changed their play calling. They changed their defense. They had to change just about everything when you lose at home to Stanford. They thumped UNLV. Then last week they went to Syracuse and looked like Notre Dame. They gave you the feeling that this, this is Notre Dame football. The number on this game is down to three and a half. Clemson is favored. It is a bring them into the stadium, lock the gates, don't let them out till we have the lead kind of game. I think Notre Dame wins outright against a Clemson team that's 8-0 but could have lost a couple of times along the way. I think the luck runs out on Saturday night in South Bend. Give me the Irish plus the three and a half, and I think they went out right. Any uh, problems with the six-pack yet, Scooter? I'm not a big fan of the Tennessee bet. Just because when when everybody's on one side, that screams, and you you alluded to it, yep. that, that just screams go the other side. So I'll be betting Georgia. Big Al the Fish has told me uh, forever, if it looks too fishy, then it is too fishy. You should go the other way. But I'm, I'm going to die on this hill. I bet Tennessee at 40-1 to 1 to win it all. They're 10-1 to 1 now, by the way. I checked this morning. Wow. To win it all. Um, I got them at 40-1. to 1. I'm, I'm, Look, I'm on the, on the hill. I'm not a Tennessee fan by any stretch of the imagination. That orange makes me want to throw up in my mouth a little bit. Do you at any point contemplate but, a cash out? But, man, they're good. They're good. Uh, Not yet. Not yet. Okay. If they beat Georgia, no. I guess if I'm going to contemplate a cash out, I'd do it now. Yeah. Because if they beat Georgia, they're in the SEC championship game. They got Alabama again, and, and maybe they go to the playoff even if they lose that game. Mm -hmm. So there you go. There's the uh, college half, TCU, Tennessee, and Notre Dame. NFL, well, I've told you, I told you about four weeks ago, I'm going to take Buffalo every week. <laughs> they let me down last time out, Sunday night game. They 
were 11 and a half point favorites, one by 10, turned the ball over inside the 10 yard line late in the game when I only needed a field goal to cover. I'm jumping right back on them. They are on the road in New Jersey to take on the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. And guess what? It's a double-digit number again, 11 and a half. The Jets have played really good defense this year, but they haven't seen an offense like the Buffalo Bills. Zach Wilson has struggled as of late. Josh Allen is not happy about the way he played last Sunday night. I think the Bills are going to try to put up a big number this week, and I think they roll the Jets, let's call it 35 to 10, I'm going to say Buffalo covers the 11.5 easy. Minnesota at Washington. It is um, one of those games where the Commanders have won the last two and they shouldn't have. The Colts had them beat last week, gave it up late. That game, by the way, is 1 o'clock. Washington's 4 and 4. Minnesota 6 and 1. Kirk Cousins is much better in 1 o'clock games than he is in any other games, whether it's 4 o'clock, Sunday night, Monday night, Thursday night. He's terrible. 1 o'clock game. I don't know what it is about the biorhythms of Kirk Cousins that makes him good. They pick up TJ Hawkinson, the terrific tight end at the trade deadline. Minnesota, they might not look great, but they're 6-1. and one. They're, they're doing what they need to do in a bad division and they have an opportunity to get home field advantage in the NFC. Now, it might not mean as much as it would if you play in Green Bay or even if you play in Seattle or San Francisco, but home field is home field, and Minnesota wants it. In order to get it, they have to beat the Commanders, and they're just a three-point favorite on the road. Daniel Snyder's team, at least for now, um, dealing with stuff off the field like they have so many times in the past several years. I think the Vikings, that offense looks great. The defense is playing better. I'm going to give the three there. I like taking points in NFL games, and I haven't done that yet today. If you look at NFL underdogs this year, they are covering way more than favorites. The under is covering way more than the over. So those two things go hand in hand. You should probably take points more often, I keep telling myself, and yet I can't do it. Well, I'm going to do it here. Sunday night football, Tennessee at Kansas City. The Chiefs are 12 and a half at home. Whoa. Coming off a bye, the Chiefs and Andy Reid are 13 and 0 coming off of a bye. Andy Reid is 13 and 0 in his time with Philadelphia and Kansas City. Coming off of a bye. I I love that. I think they're going to win the game. But Mike Rabel can coach. Tennessee will give it to Derrick Henry and say, we're going to run the clock. We're going to keep this game in the 20s if we can. We're going to do everything we can to control the clock, control the ball the ball throughout the game. Tannehill will throw it a little bit when he has to. I think he gets the start back over Malik Willis this week. Yes, Kansas City's the better team here. I'm doing the same thing I did last night when I had Houston plus 13 and a half. I'm just taking the points. I don't think Tennessee wins this game by any stretch of the imagination, but they're good enough to slow it down, keep it close, and cover the 12.5. Give me the Titans plus 12.5. Any problems? No, I actually love that. Yeah. Wow. Maybe I'll bet Kansas City. <laughs> so there you go. Unsponsored six-pack. That's for you, Buck, in, uh, in Iroquois Park. TCU minus 8.5 at home against Texas Tech. Tennessee plus 8 at Georgia and Notre Dame plus three and a half at home against Clemson. 
Bills minus 11.5 at the Jets. The Vikings minus 3 at the Commanders. And Tennessee plus 12.5. The Titans, my Titans, at Kansas City. That's your unsponsored six-pack of the week. So three underdogs, three favorites? Is that yes. What it- yes. I'm a favorite guy. And this is, again, I love overs and I like favorites. And that this has not been the year to love overs and like favorites in the NFL. Now, we're only halfway through. Got a long way to go. It could turn around. I do know that five of the seven 1 o'clock games last week went over. Um, so, that didn't hurt me at all. Uh, and six of them probably should have gone over. So, uh, the scoring is starting to trend up just a little bit in the NFL. Um, for what it's worth, that helps the favorites. That helps the overs. Uh, but we'll see what happens. All right. Uh, NBA Kyrie Irving, finally, finally, after his suspension yesterday, issued an apology where he said, quote, I apologize. That's all he had to do before the suspension. That's all he had to do at any point. Finally, the Brooklyn Nets had had enough. Remember, Kyrie posted a link to a uh, documentary and a book that uh, had some, some hate issues against Jewish people in it. He posted it. Jewish people were upset. He was asked numerous times, and it happened at practice yesterday after practice, can you just tell us, yes or no, are you anti-Semitic? And instead of saying, no, I'm not, and I'm sorry for what I did, he danced around it. Well, the Nets had had enough. They suspend Kyrie Irving without pay for at least five games. A minimum, uh, in the release, it said a minimum of five games. For, quote, he is now, quote, currently unfit to be associated with the Brooklyn Nets. That is from a statement from the Brooklyn Nets. He made everything worse by his post-practice presser yesterday. Late yesterday on Instagram, he sent out a lengthy apology to the Jewish community saying he was sorry, he was wrong, he does not support a lot of the things in the documentary that were anti-Semitic. Kyrie Irving wants you to think he's smarter than you when he's in the room. I'm smarter than everybody in this room. I'm well-read. I, uh, I do a lot of research about important, important things in the world. The world was flat. Remember that? Mm-hmm. He thought the world, he thinks the world was flat. Vaccines don't do any good. There, there you go, Kyrie. Kyrie's it, the Kanye West of the NBA. Oh, that is not a good statement right now. That is, that is not to be taken lightly. I don't know if he ever plays again. Really? He's very talented. He's very talented. Great guard, can shoot, can score. One of the best ball handlers in the history of the league. Is he worth the headache? I think the Nets gave him a five-game suspension, and they called their lawyers in and said, okay, we got to get rid of this dude. We're done. We're done. And they're going to figure out a way to get rid of him because I don't think Kevin Durant wants him there anymore. And then they're going to – he's going to try to figure out where he's going to end up, and I don't see anybody saying, hey, let's bring in Kanye. He seems like a load of fun. Not going to happen. He may have played his last game in the NBA regardless of how talented he is. 
Enjoy your weekend. Providence football on the Big X tonight. Indiana football tomorrow. I'll talk at you Monday. Thanks for listening. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cardi on the Big X. I heard it. I heard it. I heard it on the X.